So what's going on? We are learning about the um, verse of this week's Aftera. This nation was created for my sake. It shall declare my praise. And we learned the meaning of the word this. This means the very essence of something. We learned the Jewish people have this inner core that has absolute clarity of the truth of Hashem, just like Moshe Rabbeinu. And we also learned about how the way to connect to this inner core is specifically by our feminine energy, which means our ability to just submit ourselves to the will of Hashem and not focus on, on what we're interested in, but focus on what Hashem wants. And yesterday we had a bit of a discussion about uh, things that we, mitzvahs we do enjoy versus mitzvahs we don't enjoy. That was not saying to us that we, we, we can't enjoy our mitzvahs. That was saying to us that it's through our, our preeminent devotion to Hashem that, that guides everything, that, that the signing up, or in the analogy I gave yesterday of Rabbi Hill Laufer about this yeshiva boy who would come every day late to school, late, late to, uh, to Hasidus in the morning. And then when he joined the Israeli army, he never, he never thought of coming late. He, he, he says that there's, there's something to do in, in, uh, in the IDF. If they don't do an Oliterium, maybe they should. In the IDF, before any, any soldier joins the army, they go to the Western Wall, they have a ceremony, everyone holds on to a Tanakh, and they say, Ani I swear I'm going to, to protect the Jewish people, give my all. And uh, with, with that, they are uh, they're brought into the, into the service, and they know who they're working for. So if we would have such a uh, system, maybe of every yeshiva student uh, going for entering uh, Oletera, we were holding a Tanakh, holding a Chitas, and saying, I know you're working for, and what, and they, they, what you're doing protects all the Jewish people, maybe, maybe there'd be a different result. But what, what they're saying is not that you, 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 when you hold your tefillin, you're supposed to be disdained. Ugh, I can't stand the fact that the word film. You pick up, tefillin, you pick up your tefillin, you have to kiss your tefillin. We pass my mezuzah to kiss the mezuzah. But the underlying connection we have to all of this is not the fact that it's enjoyable or that we see virtue in it. It's the fact that this is the Abishter and we belong to him and therefore we listen to him. It's not, it's not, it's not anything else but that. And that kind of devotion, that kind of feminine energy where we feel, feel that we're that we that, that Hashem is our God and, and we have to do what He says and we because just because because Hashem says so that brings us to be in the position of this nation the nation with the absolute clarity that connects us to our very essence and the essence of Hashem. So what did the Torah say concerning this nation? Amzu Yitzarti, I made all creation for the sake of this nation, and when they have that and they have the sense of devotion like this, what does Hashem say? That's when That's when they'll get it right. That's when they'll declare my praise in the appropriate way. If they, without this kind of devotion, they could do lots of great things. Not, they won't really necessarily get to the point. They won't necessarily sing my praise in the way that I, that I want them to, the way, the way that they need to. But uh, when they have the amzu, when they are attacking in, in, in the mode of, of zu, um, that's when they'll, they'll get, they will sing Hashem's praise in the appropriate way, they'll do what they're supposed to do. And the analogy that we gave yesterday of a, was of a, of a perfect tzaddik. The perfect tzaddik who is a full of love and reverence for Hashem, but not necessarily does that mean that he will um, 
that he that, that, that he's still a separate entity. On the on the other hand, through him revealing this this uh, inner yearning to just do what Hashem wants him to do, forget about what he wants to do, his love for Hashem that puts him in the uh, in in sync with where he has to be in life. That makes him be be able to declare Hashem's praise, meaning to get the job done in the right way. Um, we are now going to continue. Um, we're up to Mendaik because of Amzu, page 95, the first paragraph. Mendaik because of Amzu, the Torah emphasizes this nation, Amdaika, the word nation is used. Although the word nation indicates something that's very low, the word nation comes from the word extinguished. Coals that are extinguished. And uh, Tanya uses this analogy to talk about how Hashem can only be a king over a people that is a separate entity. It's only when, just like by the, the coals and the fire, when the fire, when, when they start to become extinguished, and they lose their fire, and the fire is separate from them. That's when they are uh, uh, that, that when the person is such a state of separation, then he qualifies to be someone who can crown a king as a king. Because when a king has a thousand children, he will not be a king. Only the fact that you're separate, that's when you can be considered a subject that is able to crown someone to be a king. But as long as you're uh, re related to the king, you can't crown him as a king. So, in this mimer, this discourse, what's the relevance of the name Am, which means something which is low? The meaning is, even if you are an Am, even if you're in a state of separation, even if you're not into it, yet, by the virtue of your Kabbalah Sel, by the virtue of you having that feminine energy of acceptance of the will of Hashem, that will catapult you to become connected to the essence of Hashem. Although you may be an Am, you may be a low life, but still with your Kabbalah Sil, with your zoo, with your with your reception of Hashem's desire, at the right word you want to turn. So you missed the Febrengen, how would you know? It's a long Febrengen. Uh, with your acceptance of Hashem's desire, even if you're an Am, you still can come on with Hashem. That's how, that's how you are able to reveal your very core. What does this mean? Although all other prophets, when they gave prophecy, their prophecy was sort of not as clear as Moshe Rabbeinu. They introduced their, their prophecy of the words, so says Hashem. They didn't say this is the word of Hashem because they didn't have that absolute clarity. It was something like this that Hashem said. All the prophets, when they gave prophecy, they, they had to see a vision, they had to see, they had to see some kind of parable what the message was. It wasn't as clear as by Meishu Rabbeinu where he said, this is the word of Hashem. It was, it was transparent. So the difference between Meishu Rabbeinu and all the prophets is when, you're, is when the yardstick that you're using has levels in it. So if you're using a yardstick of various levels, so then you would say that, which levels means you're not talking about God's essence, you're just talking about lights and revelations. So then prophets, who the word of Hashem speaks in them, God's 
word is on their tongue. Yet, if we're talking about levels, so yeah, it's only the level of koi. It's not the level of absolute clarity. But that's only if you're talking about revelation. Talking about if, you, if you're using a yardstick and you're measuring things, you're not talking about God's essence. You're talking about just various levels of light. So then the, the prophets are only the level of koi, and Mishman is level of zeh. Omnam, and therefore, how can we possibly ask ourselves to be the level of Zed to rise higher than, than Jeremiah? You're going to become higher than Jeremiah? What, what are you talking about? So if it, when we say Jeremiah was not at the level of Zed, we're talking about the revelation, the level, the light of Jeremiah's prophecy. What we're talking about instead, about but through the service of Hashem, of accepting, of through the service of accepting the sovereignty of Hashem, through this, we connect to the essence of Hashem beyond the levels, beyond the lights, beyond the revelations. So even a nation which is an Am, which is separate, they become one with Hashem and they're called Zu. is idea of acceptance. And we're talking about the idea of acceptance of Hashem's sovereignty. The greatest, the great, and the most simple of all are all the same. When you're in a state of Kabbalah sale, you're in a state of, I swear, I serve Hashem. doesn't matter what the mitzvah is. doesn't matter if it's like Zev's analogy of uh, walking his dog right now, or in uh, Dr. Bresman's analogy of... Uh, He's learning Chassidus, he's taking notes, and they, well, it doesn't matter what, what the mission of the Abishra is at that moment, it's all the same as what Hashem wants you to do. So just like there's no difference about what you're doing, there's also no, different, no difference in who's doing it. Accepting of Hashem's sovereignty is something that Hashem asks all Jews to do at every level. There's no distinction to one Jew and another in regards to their Kabbalah sale. Kabbalah sale is about showing up I swear, I'm in the service. So all Jews are equal at that level. So, and the prophets differ in the amount of light. Okay, and the prophets have this level, Misha has that level. But if you're talking about the acceptance of Hashem's sovereignty, that's something that all Jews have equally. And that brings every Jew to Zeh, brings every Jew to the essence of Hashem. Chapter 7. Hashem tells the Jewish people, in this world, you said before me, Hashem is referring to the splitting of the Reed Sea. Hashem said, you said before me, the splitting of the Reed Sea, this is my God. I will also love it. When Mashiach will come, Hashem says, you will not say, this is my God only one time. You will say, this is my God two times. Shnemar, as it says in the Torah, you know, as it's we it says in the Torah, and he will say on that day, "This is my our God. This is the God that we believed in." That means that in this world, as much as we've reached the splitting of the Red Sea, where it says about that that revelation that the most simple maidservant at the splitting of the Red Sea. So more than the prophet, than the prophet Yechazkel, the prophet Yechazkel, who was the greatest of the prophets, not counting Meishar Avinu, a simple maidservant 
she saw at the splitting of the Red Sea more than what Moshe, more than the, what Yechaskel saw. That's only if you're comparing things that happen in this world. But all the things that happen in this world, including the splitting of the Red Sea, that will not compare at all to the vivid revelation of Hashem that will happen in the future. Mashiach will come. And those who passed away will rise again. That's when we'll say to Hashem, this is our God in a different way. We're going to say it twice. What is the difference between saying it once and saying it twice? So in other discourses, it says that the difference is that in created by the swing of the Red Sea, the revelation was coming from on high, meaning the world was not a vessel to receive it. And they were pointing up and saying, this is my God. But when Mashiach will come, the truth of Hashem will be revealed in the world itself. And therefore, we'll look up, we'll say, this is my God. We'll also look down, look in the, within the world itself, and we'll say, this is my God here as well. That says in other discourses. Let's see now a teaching to Ebra Hashab from who is the Bali Lula business. Understand this way according to a mimer of the Ebra Hashab. The Ebra Hashab says there's two parts of the Pasuk. By the way, there's points for anyone who knows when we say this Pasuk. Okay. Anyone know when we say this Pasuk? No? It says, It is Meit Lecha. The previous Rebbe actually says that um, whenever you say Meit Lecha, it creates Malachim. And if you skip a word, it's like you're patching, you're saying, yes, what one of Hashem's special uh, uh, troop they sent to you, a special uh, group of soldiers they sent to protect you. And you, and you don't skip a Meit Lecha. The Friedrich Rebbe says, There are Meit Lecha Malachim, there are Shom Aleichem. On the Friday night, you come home, you say, Shalom Aleichem, it's Friday night, Malachim. Every word creates a Malach. Um, in the context of the sacrifices, everyone said that just like a sacrifice for it to be kosher, the, 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 uh, the body of the animal has to be intact completely, or it's not the kosher sacrifice, so too the animal has to have a soul, has to be alive. So our prayers take the place of our sacrifices, and therefore a prayer has to be said, every word has to be said the right way. If you can't skip a word, you can't mumble a word. It's otherwise, it's like an animal without it, without missing a limb. It's not, it's not an appropriate gift. Number two, the animal has to be alive. What's the meaning of the animal has to be alive? That means you have to have some thought that is invested in the words that you're saying. There are uh, different levels of what you're thinking about. There are the, the thoughts of the Arizal, there are thoughts of Exodus, there's thoughts of the simple meaning of the words. But the bottom line is everyone has to think at least that I'm praying before Hashem. That's the life that's in the prayers. That's that's what makes your prayer have energy, animation, to be considered able to be accepted before Hashem. It has to have that life in it. The life in it means that you think that you you have some thought. You're thinking of praying before Hashem. Whereas I ever said another occasion, I printed in the, in the Yom Yom that even if you're not able to think all the thoughts you're supposed to think, or because you don't know them, or because you, you can't think all of them at the same time, you at least think when you daven. May it be Hashem's will that Hashem accepts my prayers as if I had all the thoughts I'm supposed to think. So, okay, enough of that uh, rant about uh, davening. And yes, we should say, pay attention to Vit Lacha. This is Vit Lacha. Every week we could say it. So, there's two parts of this sentence of Vit Lacha. One part is, this is our God. And the other part is, this is our God that we have believed in. 
So the Rebbe Hashem said the first part of the Pasuk, this is our God, it refers to the way Hashem contracts himself and reveals himself in the world of Atzilus from the sphere of Chesed and An. And the, the second part of the Pasuk, this is the God that we believed in, that refers to the inner dimension of God's crown, it refers to Atik. That's what Rebbe Hashem says there. The word Zeir Anpin literally means smaller face. And that's because the revelation that Silos is a contracted revelation compared to higher. So whatever was revealed at the splitting of the Red Sea is associated with a contraction, with, with, with something that has been has made been made smaller. That's how things are revealed in this world. Meaning, revelation is only in your mind, but not in a vivid perception. And that's why, although when this, at the splitting of the Reed Sea, everyone said, this is my God, and a simple maidservant did indeed see more than the prophet Yecheskel. However, it says about the splitting of the Reed Sea that the water split into 12 parts. And there are 12 parts corresponding to the 12 tribes. And that means, although there's incredible revelation, but everyone's still in their own tri- their own path. Everyone still received it a different way. It means we're talking about the way the Jewish people were in their revelation that, that came into our minds. There's something that we, we, we took differently because everyone has their own perspective. No one has the same perspective. So there's 12 different paths of receiving that revelation because we're not talking about a vivid perception. We're talking about an intellectually vivid perception. There seems to be a Pasuk which contradicts this. The Pasuk says, then Moshe and the Jewish people sang. The Torah puts Moshe and the Jewish people in the same sentence. And there's a Vav there that connects them. So it sounds like we all were the same at the splitting of the Red Sea. Moshe and the Jewish people are, are all singing together. So despite the fact that we were all singing the same song at the same time, there was a difference between Moshe Rabbeinu's song and everyone else's song, and within the Jewish people, the difference between one, one Jew and another. That's because Revelation was contracted, it was, it was not vivid. The Revelation was not in a way that, that affected their senses. The sight in the eye, hearing in the ear, the, the ability to smell in the nose and talking with, with your mouth. It wasn't that way. At the spinning of the Red Sea, it wasn't that way that it affected your physical senses. There, there are senses, but the, that wasn't, there was no different, there, there was no different fragrance in the air. But when it says, Mashiach will come, we will say, this is our God, instead of the word Elokeinu which is a name of Hashem, which mean, indicates contraction, the, the end of the verse is, this is Havaya, this is Hashem. This is not the way Hashem contracts himself. This is the truth of Hashem beyond, beyond contraction. This is the truth of Hashem, Havaya, which the word Havaya has in it three words, past, present, and future, all together, meaning uh, the way Hashem is, transcends time. There's another translation of the word Havaya, there's a way Havaya has no vowels. That, that means it's above vowels, above any kind of uh, definition. The, the physical pronunciation of Havaya and the, whether it has vowels, doesn't have vowels, reflect where 
Havaya is spiritual. So there is a way Havaya is, as we learned in other discourses, the way Havaya has letters, the way Havaya is beyond letters. And we ever says, the way Havaya is beyond having vowels. The Gilead is in Mumukhash. This high revelation will be vivid. So there's two differences between the revelation of Kriyas Yamsuf and the revelation of Mashiach. Revelation of Kriyas Yamsuf is in a way that it was limited to our understanding. It didn't. And number two, Revelation wasn't as vivid. It wasn't. It didn't affect our, our. We didn't feel it in our saliva and in our nose and in our ears and in our eyes. But Mashiach will come. Will be a higher revelation and will be in our eyes and ears and mouth and nose. Uh, this gentleman was telling me about how um, how he um, was very very discouraged uh, with Yiddishkeit. Period. After. Um, his grandfather, who was a religious one in his family, uh, was critical of his mother, who and he just made him made him like turn off of Yiddishkeit. And then when his uh, when his grandfather passed away, he came closer to his grandmother because and and then his grandmother passed away. And make long story short, he he was encouraged to put on film, and he went he visited um, his hometown. He got his film. When he got his film. That has been given to my grandfather, he put on his film and his talus. And he said, I smelled my grandfather. I smelled it. I was in it. It was physical. I could touch it. I could. This was the last thing I had. Although he had this, 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 you know, this bump in their relationship, but he realized, like, okay, the, the, he had his issues, he had his problems. It wasn't a perfect person, but there's still something good that he gave him. And there's something good that he has from him. And you should he should focus on the good thing, not, not, not necessarily the, the external parts which aren't so good. So in a similar way, the Hashem comes to the world and Hashem is discouraged by hypocrisy. Hashem is discouraged by seeing that things aren't the way they seem, that things aren't as true on the outside as they are on the inside. And that makes the soul say, okay, so I'm not so going to be so into, into this Jewish thing because it doesn't feel it, it doesn't see it the way, the way it looks. But then a Jew matures and a Jew says, you know, even though there are parts in it which I don't like, which, are, which don't reflect the truth, I'm going to go for the essence. I'm going to go for the core. That's the meaning of Amzu. Amzu is a nation that says, and they're in their very core, I want the very essence of Hashem. It doesn't matter if there's things in it that I've gone through which, which, which are confusing. I know the Amz. So, Mashiach will come. We're going to see the revelation of Hashem in a way that affects us in our mouth, in our ears, in our nose. The very vivid revelation, physical revelation. Language of the Rebbe on another occasion. We'll see godliness the same way with the same way we see physical things. It's not that Hashem will elevate our eyesight and we'll have this different kind of glasses or the same way we're looking at physical things, we'll see godliness. Everyone will point with their physical finger and say, this is my God. Here is Arik. Here is Arik. Imagine. Here is Arik and Atik. One of my uncles was studying Yeshiva in Brunois and he asked him, this is Nemanov, a question of this. And this Nemanov didn't like the question. He says, you want to point at everything with your thick, coarse, grubby finger? <laughs> so, yeah, it says, that's how it's going to be Mashiach will come. With our thick, coarse, grubby finger, we're going to say, this is Atik. This is Atik. All this will happen in the future, speedily in our days. So there will be the spiritual redemption from Egypt. And the physical redemption from Egypt. As is known, that the descent of the soul and the body is a is like a spiritual exile, spiritual mitzrayim. 
And the prophecy will be fulfilled. All flesh will see that the word of Hashem is speaking. That means it's not just going to be in our minds like it was a Yamsuf, there was a revelation that was intellectual, vivid, but albeit vivid, but intellectual. But Mashiach will come, all flesh will see. We'll see physically with our, our senses the, the truth of Hashem. So in short, what do we do today? We learned that when we talk about prophets having different levels, that's only, we're not talking about the essence of Hashem. But a Jew, even though he may be an Am, he may be in the lowest level, but by virtue of this showing up and saying to Hashem, I am yours, he connects to God's very essence. And this brings us to the revelation of Mashiach, where we have to actually point and say, this is, this, this is, uh, this is my God. One of the um, unique things we do on Yom Kippur is we say, Mafter Yena. After Yena, we talk about the tshuva of the people of Nineveh. People of Nineveh weren't Jewish. Pare, actually, um, according to some opinions, was the king of Nineveh. That's why we say in our davening, one of them did not remain. Only one of them remained. Who was the one that remained? Pare. Pare remained alive, and Pare does teshuva. Why do we read about how Pare doing teshuva? Well, is he, is he like the, the ultimate balshuva in history? Like Willem Pare does teshuva? Why looking at Pare for teshuva? So, Rebbe says that what's unique about Pare and all the people of Nineveh is that they weren't Jewish, and therefore their teshuva wasn't on a very high level. And the Jew comes to Hashem and Yom Kippur, and he just says, Hashem, I want it to be good. I want, to be, I want to have I want to have light and joy, gladness, and honor. I want it to be good. Gosh, we stick away. So what's the key to have things be good? It's not, there is a power of a Jew to do tshuva, to transform the sins into mitzvahs. But let's say not up to that. Not, the, the love thing doesn't, doesn't seem that's on the agenda right now. It's not, it doesn't seem like it's, on, like it's on the table. Nevertheless, a Jew turns to Abishter and he says, I'm going to listen to you, Hashem. From now on, as a non-Jew is able to do it, his level of tshuva, just to obey Hashem, that's sufficient for, for a person to receive the brachas of the Abishter. So am zu, maybe an am, but through your Kabbalah, so through saying to Hashem, I'm going to follow what you say, Hashem, doesn't matter what it is. And this is by all of us equally, this brings us to have this vivid connection to Hashem, and it brings us to vivid revelation of Mashiach. Any questions, comments, or criticism, tomatoes or cucumbers? Kalmarachai has one of those date things, looks like. That's just a drink, we can see what you're eating. All right, I go in Shabbos, Dr. Breast, Shabbos, 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 Shab